of the Associated Builders and Contractors of Michigan. I am your host, Jeff Wiggins, State Director for ABC of Michigan, coming to you from Freedom Studio B, known also as my basement. Should you hear slams, crashes, etc., fear not. It's just that time of the day when some sort of athletic competition has broken out in my living room. Today, we are thankful to be joined by John Haig, Managing Principal at Yo & Yo, a CPA and business consultation firm, and member of ABC, out of the Greater Michigan Chapter. John joined us today to answer member questions about the Paycheck Protection Program loans that went live today, Friday, April 3rd, to small businesses and sole proprietorships. Now, these are the loans that are supposed to help businesses with their payroll, keeping people on staff for another eight weeks. We're going to talk about that. We are truly blessed to have some of the best and brightest legal and financial minds as members of our association, providing great insight and guidance to help you, the members, do what's best for your business, your employees, and your families. And again, the folks at Yo & Yo do just that. You know, as we continue through these unprecedented times. It is our goal at ABC of Michigan and the chapters across the state to provide continued updates on the executive orders, directives, and guidance coming out of Lansing and Washington, D.C., as well as to inform you of the resources available to your business and your employees. Of course, you can always visit our website, check out our COVID-19 page, which will include all the documents we reference on our podcast and any other webinars you hear around the state. And that's www.abcmi.com slash news slash COVID-19. Again, the website is www.abcmi.com slash news slash COVID-19. Of course, make sure to follow our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our handle is at ABC Michigan, and there you can get real-time updates throughout the day. As we get the information, we throw it up there. That is probably the quickest way for you to get the information. And with that, let's go to our interview with John Haig of Yo & Yo as we take a deep dive into the Paycheck Protection Program loans. And joining us now on the podcast is John Haig. He is the managing principal of the Yo & Yo firm out of the Midland office. ABC is, uh, Yo & Yo, pardon me, is a member of the ABC Greater Michigan chapter up there in the uh, Great Lakes Bay region. And John, thanks for joining me today. Hey, my pleasure, Jeff. Thanks for having me. All right. So the reason we, we have you on the call, and I mentioned this in the intro to the show, the, to the podcast, is this this paycheck protection program, these loans, are probably one of the better resources that are out there for small businesses, not just ABC members, but small businesses across the state of Michigan and throughout the country. Could you maybe give us a brief update on what exactly these loans are and, and what they could do for small businesses? 
Sure, absolutely, and I and I totally agree with you on that. Um, that's why our phones are ringing off the hook, and and I, I feel bad for our banker friends. They are going to be very busy over the next few weeks. Um, but we're all trying we're all trying to learn this together. Um, there are a lot of resources out there, but the payroll protection program, we'll refer to that as the PPP, is um, probably one of the better um, options for small business in order to um, preserve their payroll keep their employees um, working and getting paid. Um, as you know, so it's a, basically Congress um, allotted $349 billion in uh, forgivable loans to small business to help them cover their payroll costs. And this is to cover the payroll for a period of eight weeks. Um, the loan proceeds are to cover not only payroll costs, like your salaries and wages, but will also allow for payment of some mortgage interest, rent, utility costs as well. Um, there's a new caveat to that in that your payroll costs have to account for 75% of the proceeds that you use, um, especially when it comes to the forgiveness. So the best way to think about this is it's a two-step process. The first is applying for and receiving this loan. And it's a loan. It's got, um, they just up till midnight last night, I think, changed the interest rate. It's got, it's a 1% loan, which is, I think anyone would agree, it's a fairly good rate. Right. Um, that, then that's over two years. Okay, so so you get the loan, you, you use it for payroll, utilities, so forth, and it is a loan. After that eight-week period, then there's another eight-week period in which you need to keep the same employees, or keep the same level, I should say, of employees and payroll expenses. And after the end of that eight-week period, then you're actually going to apply to the SBA and request that this loan be forgiven. And provided that you use the cost in accordance with the agreement here, that um, they're supposed to forgive the loan at that point in time. So very busy right now starting the, the applications are, um, are, are just starting to roll in just because the SBA just approved the forms. And um, so starting today, small businesses are able to, including sole proprietorships, can begin applying for these loans. Um, we should also note that next Friday is when independent contractors and self-employed individuals can begin applying for those loans. Right. Well, uh, yeah, that's that's a great overview. And uh, as as I'm sure you can imagine, I'm sure you're receiving a lot of the same questions. We are at ABC of Michigan and at the chapters throughout the state continuously receiving questions from our members really about how this is going to operate, what they need to be aware of and, and what the right process is. And so if, if you will, I, we could probably just go into the questions we've collected. Uh, pretty much the, uh, I guess, most frequent ones we've collected and, and just kind of run through them and knock them out real quick just so we can provide our members with, with some guidance on this and, and get them on the yeah. right path to securing one of these. Sounds like a good plan to me. Go ahead. All right. So the first one we got here is, uh, will the state treasury or the IRS consider these loans, if they're forgiven, taxable income? Um, they asked for uh, S-Corps and LLCs, but also obviously for C-Corps too. What, what would this look like? 
Yeah, no, that's a great question. And t- typically, um, in the past, any forgivable loan, that was considered income. Um, but in this situation, they've, they've said, no, this will not be. So it's a, it's a forgivable loan, provided you meet the qualifications after after the period is up. Um, that will not be a forgivable loan and would not be taxable. Very good. Uh, yet another benefit to this uh, great resource. I mean, I emphasized before to members um, – if 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 you if you haven't applied yet, what are you waiting for? <laughs> but, yeah, no, I would agree. There's a there's a rush of um, businesses that are going to the bank trying trying to get in line. It's it's important to note that this is a first come first serve. That we have a limited amount of money, um, three hundred and forty nine billion. And I was on a conference call a couple of days ago with, with some experts in the area and or in the in the states, and they were they were saying that they they felt that that will be about like one-tenth of what's needed. So I don't know where they came up with that number, but suffice it to say, it probably won't cover all the needs. So you need to get your loan, you need to get your application in right away. Yeah, absolutely. I was just uh, looking on Twitter earlier today and about quarter to two or quarter to 12 this morning, uh, Treasury Secretary Mnuchin tweeted that $875 million have already been processed uh, yeah. from, from, from community banks. Um, right. so I mean, we're, we, we are likely far past the $1 billion mark, uh, within about three hours of, 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 uh, opening a business this morning. So, um, uh, this is, this, this is definitely something to take advantage of real quick. Um, Next question. Yeah, that's, a, that's a remarkable, remarkable statistic, considering that the the applications have just come out and banks are just getting through the processes. So yeah, that's a that's a sign. That's a, a sign of how fast this is going to go. Right now, um, I had a couple questions coming in about layoffs and and what employees would be covered on this. So I want to try and merge them all into one. Um, one person asked if you only lay off a small portion of your workforce, are you still able to receive a loan that reflects the payroll of all employees? And, and I guess I'll tag onto that. If I laid off an employee, do I need to hire them back to access the loan for them? For that employee, you certainly would. I mean, we we got to keep in mind this is it's, it's almost it's a contract, you know, with the SBA or the government. You're basically saying that you are agreeing over this period of the next eight weeks, you're agreeing to pay a certain amount of people and a certain amount of money. And at the end of that, you've got to then continue doing that for another eight weeks. At the end of that period, they're going to be looking at, did you do what you're supposed to? Did you keep those people employed? So if, if the intention is to bring people off of unemployment to pay them because they can they can uh, make more um, on the company's payroll, then yeah, you would need to bring them off of unemployment, include include those in the numbers. If if you if you had already laid off five people and weren't bringing them back, then you wouldn't want to include those in your number on your application because right off the bat you're not going to be able to comply. Right, a certain portion of that loan's not going to be forgiven. You're going to have to bring the, bring them back on. So, right. so they are asking for 2019 figures. If you look at the online application, which I, I just within the last hour had the opportunity to, to see what that looked like, they're mm-hmm. asking what, what your total employees were for last year, for 2019, and then they're asking what your total employee count is as of February 15th. So to me, that tells it they're they're going to look at that February fifteenth and then compare that to the end of this cycle, and 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 
see whether or not how that's going to determine how much of the loan gets forgiven. Right. Um, Staying on the issue of employees, uh, we had a question come in, obviously, in our industry. uh, There's a lot of 1099 work. There's a lot of independent contractors. There's a lot of folks uh, contracting, uh, get, you know, subbing out work and having, you know, laborers come onto their projects to accomplish some of the tasks. So the question was, can I or should I include the amount that we pay to contract laborers as part of the payroll when filing for the PPP loan? That's, a, that's an excellent question. Um, the guidance that I've seen so far has been pretty straightforward that, that no, that you don't, you don't include your ind- independent contractors. And the reason is because they can get this loan um, on their own. So starting in April 10th, next Friday, that's when independent contractors and self-employed individuals would start um, applying for and re- receiving their loans. So um, I don't know why they have to wait an extra week. Um, seems a little unfair. But um, when we're looking at the small businesses that are applying today, um, they would not be including independent contractors. Um, kind of an interesting thing, too, if you read through this, it says as of today, in the, um, small businesses and sole proprietorships can apply for and receive loans. Well, a lot of self-employed independent contractors are actually sole proprietorships. You know, they report their income on their Schedule C. So I, I don't. I guess I don't understand um, why they're saying sole proprietorships can start today, um, whereas the self-employed independent contractors have to wait until next Friday. Perhaps one of those independent contractors who files as a sole proprietorship could apply starting today. It's a it's a unusually written. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, Switching over to, um, I guess, reflecting back on what you can spend this loan on. You mentioned in the in the in your introduction that it needs to be seventy five percent of of the loan needs to go towards payroll, while the other twenty five percent can go towards uh, utilities and other sort of payments in order to keep the business operating. Um, Obviously, in our industry, the construction industry, uh, most, if not all of our members uh, carry workers' compensation insurance. Those premiums uh, per month are have to be paid when you have people on job sites. And as Correct. some construction projects are considered essential and some employees are considered part of that critical infrastructure workforce, uh, you're going to see a lot of our members having employees on job sites uh, that are deemed critical uh, by the government. So would sure. those premium costs for the workers' comp insurance uh, be allowed to be covered by this PPP loan, or are they out of luck on that? That's another great question. Um, I, I do not believe so. Um, the only insurance premiums that are that are included on this are health insurance premiums. Um, so if you're looking at trying to cover some of those costs, there there is a grant out there, a grant uh, at, it's a loan with a grant element. It's called the Economic Injury Disaster Loan, or the EIDL. And that may be an option for your members to look at as well. That's ran right directly with the SBA. So you do not apply through a bank. You go online to the SBA website. You can actually just Google in EIDL loan, and it will come up with uh, a red button you push and you start the application process um, that allows you to cover um, other um, operating expenses and so forth that being said there's a lot of um, of um, 
talk about whether or not you can have both. And you certainly can't have both for the same purpose. So you can't use an, an ADL loan to, to pay the, the uh, payroll costs if you're getting a PPP loan. And in fact, when you apply for the PPP loan, it allows you to roll over the balance for any EIDL loans into that application. So, um, but you, you got to look at it. Um, I don't. To short answer your question is no. I don't. I don't believe those are um, covered. And if if there are other expenses that the business is looking at trying to cover, they should. They're, they're going to have to look at the EIDL loan or maybe some other grants or local grants or so forth. All right. Okay. Well, now now we're talking about how to apply and where to apply and how we can get this all squared away. So if somebody doesn't necessarily have a preferred lender that's SBA approved or or they don't know where to look, um, do you have recommendations on on certain institutions that they should be looking for, or is there a place where they can get this information? Yeah, so that's that's a good question. Um, that basically anybody who's an SBA approved lender right now can, can um, participate in this program. There was some discussion at the beginning that credit unions might not be covered, and that's been put to rest. They, they are if they elect to participate. Um, it is a little bit of a concern if the, if the customer does not have a banking relationship. Um, I'm hearing from many banks that because of this flood of information that's going to be coming in, that um, their current current uh, client or customers are going to be kind of having an edge up. So I think to me that makes it even more important for those who don't have a banking relationship to get at the front of the line here. Um, so um, most banks right now, or a lot of them are, sent, are, are um, sending information to our email saying, hey, you know, we're participating, we're participating. I think you should, um, the, the, your uh, members should look at within their regional geographical area and uh, find a bank that they want to do business with and get in there right right away. Yep. Very good. Sticking on that process, I don't know how how much you've, I mean, this, again, this all started this morning. Um, how long does it take to fill out the application, submit it, go through this whole process? I mean, like I said before, I referenced the tweet from the Treasury Secretary, and they've already processed over $800 million worth of loans. So uh, it looks like they're they're expediting this process pretty quickly here. Yeah, I think once they get the information from you, um, or from from the member, they they put it, um, they upload it to the SBA. That it seems like that's a pretty quick process. Um, I mean, if you look at the application form, and I encourage everybody to pull it, pull it up. Um, make sure you got the most recent one because it's been updated many times. Um, but make sure you have the most recent application, and you can see there's not a lot to it. Um, that being said. As a business owner, you are attesting to, you know, you're certifying that, that this is your monthly payroll, that, that these are the number of employees you have on. So a lot of that liability comes back to you that you're, that you're, um, pre- preparing this correctly. So, um, that's why I firmly, um, suggest, strongly suggest that you work with a CPA to help you put this together. Um, because, uh, we've had many back and forth on revising these forms, but, um, I just, before I got on this call here with you, I, I talked to, um, uh, one of, uh, banker contact who, um, had just got their first approval back. And so they submitted it today, got an approval. I said, what does that mean? You got an approval. He says, it means the SBA told us 
go ahead, you can give the loan. Now, that doesn't mean that the, the, the cash is there right now. The bank still has to prepare some sort of loan documents that they're waiting for and then take care of the funding. But, yes, I think the overall application process w- will go quick, pretty quickly. I mean, that's the whole intent of the program. But um, it, I think it pays to get all your information together right away and be prepared because when it's your turn – you want to be ready. Yeah. Well, and, and that's a good point. Uh, you mentioned that, John, and, and I was reading through the borrower, uh, or excuse me, the lender responsibilities last night. And I noticed that there, there was very few uh, uh, liabilities laid at the feet of the lender themselves, because the goal is to get this process quickly. So they're right. relying a lot on, on you telling the truth and providing the accurate information and if you're not, you could you could be in some trouble. So I think you're absolutely right. It, it might be yeah. best if you can to work with a with a CPA to get this process to quickly make sure you're filling it out correctly. Even if you don't intend to mislead, uh, you you could be doing so, and it could get you in some trouble. Exactly. I saw some applications coming through that the clients were preparing by themselves yesterday, and they were including uh, payroll taxes. Um, and that was just a misunderstanding. You know, federal um, payroll taxes, your 941 payments, that, that can't get uh, included. In fact, the only the only um, payroll taxes that are included are the state unemployment taxes. So, um, you know, that that's something that and anybody who uh, pays employees knows those uh, Social Security and Medicare taxes can be um, a sig- significant amount. So, yeah, you could very unintentionally, um, you know, file file an application that's not correct. Right. Well, John, that's that's uh, pretty much the uh, compiled list of what we've received from members so far. Um, uh, of course, like you, like you and I have talked before, things are changing by the hour, it seems, when it comes to this thing. So we're going to make sure to keep our members up to date uh, and up to speed on what's going on. But would you have any additional recommendations or, or suggestions, uh, things we didn't cover in our questions that you might recommend to a client or, or a potential client for that matter? You know, the, so, um, yeah, if I think about that, I I think you got to reach out to, to um, your lender right away, you know, and establish that communication and see what their process are. So we had we had one one of my clients who was who had an application ready to go. And then we found out their their bank was actually doing an online submittal where you can upload their upload information. Well, it, it was pretty easy for us to do that. We had already gathered all the information we needed. There was five minutes to, to upload it. So, you know, you know, start start getting the information together, um, working with your CPA, your payroll company, and, and, and um, so, so that as these things change, we um, you know you're you're ready to move. Um, I also think the uh, another thing is that we're going to submit this application, and then they're going to tell you, okay, you're approved or not. Every day that goes by, we learn more and more. Um, it's also important. There's there's another thing out there um, related to payroll tax credits. So there are payroll tax credits that are that are out there if you retain your employees, and it's up to five thousand dollars per employee. It's basically it's based on fifty percent of their weight of their first ten thousand dollars worth of wages. So about a five thousand dollar credit. If wow. it, it, yeah, however, you can't claim those credits if you apply for the PPP program. So, or I should say, if you accept funds from the PPP program, I believe you can apply. Uh, you can apply for it, 
Um, I believe you actually might be able to get the loan too, but you wouldn't qualify for loan forgiveness. So there are just a lot of moving parts that you could apply for this and then say, well, wait a minute, what about these payroll tax credits? Would that have been better, more beneficial to me? And you know, that's on a, that's on a business by business basis. So um, I think it's really important that you have someone on your team who's who's staying up to speed on these um, these this ever changing uh, new bill here. Call a professional, folks. That's the advice. Hey, there you go. That's, that's, <laughs> so that's where we're going. <laughs> I, I appreciate you taking the time today, John. It, it means a lot to the members of ABC. And uh, uh, again, we thank you for, for all the work you've done. Pleasure having you uh, as part of the association. And uh, keep up the good work and feel free to reach out if, uh, if you think we need to keep our members up to speed on anything else. Well, my pleasure. Thanks for all you do. And uh, we'll, we'll get through this. Yes, yes, we will. And, and apologize to you and the listeners for what apparently turned into a, uh, a pickup soccer game upstairs in my house. Uh, if you heard any screams or the or the slams of uh, the feet on the floor, apparently we're having a tournament upstairs of some sort. So I got to probably go referee. <laughs> I just I just assumed that was the loan officers in the background crying. So <laughs> very good. All right, John, you take care. Uh, you too. Take care. Great information from John there on the Paycheck Protection Program loans and what you can expect should you and your small business apply. Great resource. Now, finally, on Monday, April 6th at 2 p.m., uh, ABC of Michigan and the Southeastern Michigan chapter are hosting a webinar with a host of panelists and experts that are going to offer guidance and updates on the important issues facing our industry. I mean, you guys got to hear this panel. It is a who's who of who we need to be talking to right now. Those speaking include Congressman Paul Mitchell of Michigan's 10th Congressional District. He's going to talk to us about the developments that have been going on in Washington, D.C., and I guess what we can expect moving forward. Uh, we're also going to have former Lieutenant Governor and current President of the Small Business Association of Michigan, Brian Kelly, And he's going to talk uh, more about the Paycheck Protection Program loans that we just talked about with John, but uh, again, everything is changing by the hour, and uh, former Lieutenant Governor Kelly has been on the ball monitoring this, talking with people in Washington at the SBA, uh, getting the most up-to-date information, so very valuable resource. Glad to have him as a ally during this time. Also going to be talking with Kurt Siebenaller from Baker Tilly. He's going to be addressing the financial pitfalls you may need to be aware of during this time. And, of course, we're going to have Patrick Dunn and Nathan Tipton from RPS Regency Group. They're going to chat about uh, workers' compensation insurance and worksite safety. Of course, while Governor Whitmer has instituted a stay-home order, there are many in our industry who are considered critical infrastructure workforce. They're working on essential projects that have been deemed essential through this order. And so, you know, you got folks showing up to job sites, men and women want to make sure that uh, proper safety protocols are being put in place. And of course, uh, ABC has always been a safety first organization. So uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about that with the folks at RPS Regency Group. So if you're an ABC member, you want to join us on the webinar on Monday at two o'clock, Simply check your email. We're going to be sending out login information, or you can reach out to us at ABC of Michigan or the Southeast Michigan chapter, and we'd be happy to make sure you can join us. 
Again, I thank you for joining me on this edition of the Merit Shop Pod. We're going to continue to provide these updates, continue to get you the resources as quickly and as often as we can. And I mentioned it before, but check out the social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, with the handle at ABC Michigan. We're providing updates there as often as we can. And, of course, subscribe to the podcast on all audio platforms of your choosing. We are on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. And, as always, until next time, be well, my friends. <laughs>